episode 84. So, as a candidate, you could be a general in the bitch army, is the way you're going. I will not use profanity while I'm at OCS. Yes, mein Führer. A yes, officer candidate. Good evening, Door Enemy fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? Doing well. Doing really well. Good to see you again. Good to be back. A little international break going on, but uh, we still got some things to talk about. The United States got the W. We won 1-0 against El Salvador. That gives us three points, so we need to need what... I think the projected was seven, so we, if we can go in and... Uh, draw against Canada because it looks like Canada's the one the team to beat, and then uh, finish up with Costa Rica, I believe. Yeah, finish off, I think, Costa Rica, and then uh, if everybody comes back healthy and uh, and good to go, so that's the that's the plan. No, is it El Salvador, Honduras? I'm way off here. Where are we at? Is it Canada, Honduras next? I thought Canada no. was the next, the next up. Yep, Canada, then Honduras. Honduras, I'm sorry. Costa Rica, Honduras. Man, not too far off, EC, right there, right? <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a great game. Both nah, of those games will be really good. No, nah, Honduras already uh, plays us very well. So let's see if we can get at least seven points. I think uh, seven should uh, should secure us into the World Cup, World Cup right? Because these are World Cup qualifier games. Yes. So let's see. <clears throat> but EC, hey, I'm a, I just want to tell you something, EC. I'm very impressed of the way United came out this past weekend. I've been Debbie Downer, and I want to apologize to the fans. I've been Debbie Downer about this team. I've been uh, Debbie Downer about Ragnick. I've been Debbie Downer about some of these players. But at the weekend, we won 1-0. Granted, it was 1-0 in what you would call, f- we got went up 1-0 in Fergie time. I think it was the 94th minute. With one, like, was 30 seconds, 45 seconds left in the match. Um, with the goal with the, by Marcus Rashford. But I haven't seen a complete game being played by United like that. God, since what? The seven-goal game, seven game when, you know, Paul Pogba had four assists and we had seven goals against Leeds. Then we were just bombarding, you know, bombarding the team. I haven't seen a complete game that we've had like that, EC, in a very long time. And even though even though we only won 1-0, yeah, I mean, we need to work on service and finishing. I think Ronaldo missed uh, a header that was, I mean, it was just inches off uh, from an assist from Bruno. Uh, but I think the effort, the style of play, the formation itself, um, I think, you could it was just miles ahead of where we you know of where we were and hopefully it's a hopefully it's um some hope you know it's some renewed hope of where we can go especially down the home stretch 
with Champions League coming up, FA coming up, um, and let's finish out the league. We're currently we're in what fourth? Fourth place, forty-eight points. With I think what two a game in hand. Yeah, I think with just about everybody on the that's above us. Mm-hmm. Um, I always no one's catching City, but still, I mean, you got a game in hand with Liverpool. You got a game in hand with with uh, Chelsea. So, I mean, you got to you got to you got to like your chances uh, to try to finish top four. Which I think if if you'd ask any United fan, can we get top four one way the the season started? Um, I I think we'd all. I think we'd all look at that and say, "Yeah, we go ahead and take it." So I think with the way the way the season started, we were freaking winning the fucking league. You see, with that with those first two matches, when you know your boy Paul Pogba had seven assists in two matches. You know, well, I mean, just, I just felt after that. I mean, yeah, even even in those performances, we weren't great. We yeah. weren't. You know, I think the Leeds game, like you said, was probably it. That was really, I felt like, as good as we were, and then all they get sacked. So. You're still you're still far off. You're nine points off Chelsea. You're ten points off Liverpool, and you're not catching City. So you got a chance to win top four, but you still got West Ham, Arsenal, and Tottenham. You know, even Wolves can't leave them out uh, with a chance to to knock you off your perch. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good finish. No, I mean it's it's going to be coming down the stretch, and and you know, looking at the, the way the business is being done in the transfer window. Um, we're going to have some contenders coming up from the bottom. Wolves is not making moves. I mean, what the fuck is going on with Aston Villa? Like, really? I mean, they got Callan Chambers today. Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's clubs like, you know, Villa and, and Newcastle that are going to make, you know, make moves, try to stay up in the prim, and then, you know, if you can get some money, you see what happens, especially a team like Newcastle who, if they can stay up, I see them making some huge money moves uh, during the summer. So, you know, it's one of those things. I, you know, we, we typically don't buy during this during the, this window, but it has happened. You look at Patrice Evra, you look at Eric Cantona, you look at um, Bruno Fernandez. You know, we we brought kids in before that have made a huge change, but I I just I don't see it. I'd be shocked, but you know, it's one of those things where I was really hopeful we'd get a center defense midfielder, but I feel like he's kind of locked in with uh, Fred and Scott. And, and and to be fair, they've played fairly well. You know, I'm not going to get too high, get too low. My main thing is, you know, let's take it game by game, see where they're at, and let's rate them afterwards. <clears throat> no, I mean, it's what the past two matches have, you know, because we changed the formation. We went away from this 4-2-2-2 two, 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 to back to, um. seems like it's what Ole was, um, had. Uh, I know it's a 4-3-3 at some times. But usually it's a four two, one, four two, was a four two three one, right? Technically four two three one. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what he's running for. That's two, what he's one. running. So I mean, again, we can't fault Ole for the tactics that he wanted to run because this is what's working, and maybe just because this is what how the team was trained for the past two years, and um. But it seems like the team, this team is responding a little better to change in formation or change in tactics in-game with Ragnar rather than they were with Ole. Um, you see, uh, let's, get some, let's, let's, let's start talking about some players. 
Who impressed you the most? We're not. Let, let, we'll say man of the match, and who got man of the match? Who impressed you the most in this past match? Um, it's probably Diego Delot. Uh, for me, I just felt like getting up and down the pitch, uh, putting in crosses. He had a couple shots on goal. Um, you know, I just think he's for me. He solidified himself as the right back. I would still go out and get one, but if I'm looking at it right now. I don't think Aaron has a chance because I don't see any soft, you know, cupcake FA Cup games left. That'd be the only option, you know, unless it was a, a, a club that was scraping the bottom of the table. I might throw him in there at that point. But um, he really stood out to me winning his duels, his 50-50s, um, just getting up and down that wing, you know, giving an option to the, the, the winger, you know, overlapping. I just felt like he he really stood out to me in that match, um, you know, and was and I just kept on saying, man, he's, he keeps getting forward, he keeps doing what he needs to do. So, he he was probably my man of the match um, consistently throughout the game, and really it's just been refreshing to see him on that wing because when the ball goes out there, I don't feel like, you know, he's not going to know what to do or he's going to get stuck or he's not going to cross it in or you know play with the play with the right winger. I just feel like he um, he's kind of becoming what we thought he was going to become when he came over from Italy. We were just we needed a, a true right back, mm-hmm. uh, you know, throwing throwing Valencia or whoever we threw back there to play the position. Um, you know, we just never had one. And then Aaron comes in and he plays great defensively, but he's not he, he's he's not as fluid, I should say, getting forward or fluid with his foot on the ball. And I think Diego provided that. So he was my man in the match. I thought he really stood out. Um, I hope I hope he doesn't get injured while he's out with Portugal um, with Ronaldo. No, I don't think they're playing. Are they off? European okay, team. European teams are not playing. It's mostly a Asian and a American team. Or the the Americas that are okay. playing right now. So because I saw so um, I saw what is Rashford, Rashford and Jesse are in Dubai. Ronaldo's on some beach somewhere. So, I mean, the team's getting at rest. I mean, who, uh, that's good. That's other good. than Cavani, I, I believe. I think Cavani's now in the Uruguay team. Uruguay. So, yeah, hope, hopefully he gets rest and just comes back refreshed. Um, that spot's his. Um, but, yeah, he was he was my man of the match. What about yourself? I actually thought, I mean, Bruno. Bruno Fernandez in this match impressed me a lot more. I mean, I know in the past, what, two matches, he's had two assists and two goals, right? Yep. Am I, not, am I correct? Yeah. At that, when they brought him back in that, you know, sitting, <clears throat> that position, I, I say it's a number 10 position, you know, in that 4-2-3-1. Four, four, it's basically he's playing quarterback. Granted, the service to Ronaldo has not been there, and Ronaldo's been on a goal drought since, what, November? It's been a little while. It's been a he's, he's had a rough go at it. Um, but I mean, I think what Bruno is, with, with, he's controlling the midfield and he's putting the effort on the defense. And you saw it the most this weekend in both halves, compared to the game before against Brentford, where it was just one half, and I think the whole this team just shut down and we just, you know, we just play like shit. You know, what I mean, we played defensively. Um, <clears throat> And I just, I mean, I, I just think Bruno Fernandez in this past match 
two matches. It was his standout. Obviously, they, I mean, he didn't get the man of the match. Marcus Rasher did. And, hey, it's not, it's, I mean, it wasn't, as long as it's not dead, David De Gea, hey, that's fine, right? I mean, we have some outfield players that are, um, that are actually, you know, picking up the slack and doing what they do. And the resurgence of Marcus Rashford, the confidence that he's getting, I think it's it's showing on the pitch. Um, <clears throat> granted, you know, I know Ronaldo was pissed when he got taken off in the Brentford match, but look what happened. Marcus Rashford goes in and he scores. This match, it was this com- constant bombardment. I mean, from what? Because there was a lull back in the second half. Don't get me wrong. United didn't control the whole match, but there was a lull. But basically, there was constant bombardment from what you'd say the 75th minute till in the end of the game, pretty much 20 straight minutes of just, you know, United controlling the match, going a goal, going a goal, just knocking on the door, knocking on the door. And fortunately enough, it was at the 93rd, with 93rd and 15th second, or somewhere around that time, that. Um, they had that little, that little Cavani, um, Rashford link up, and and boom, you know he scored, and the, the stadium just erupts. And I, I mean, I don't know if you, I mean, I, I just started yelling. My kids are just freaking out, man. I, they're eating their breakfast. They're like, "What's going on with dad?" Um, but that was just so satisfying to see um, Marcus score and him getting the, the you know, um, his confidence back. Maybe it's because hey, um, he has the the um, what do you call it? Uh, what's his name? The Simon Phoenix hair hairdo from Demolition Man or what? But you know he's just he's playing now. He's getting in the groove and let's just hope um, let's hope you know he's doing that going forward. So yes, I, I believe I want to say he got the man of the match from what I read. Um, I thought Bruno deserved it. You're saying the lot, but. Hey, if, if that gives Marcus confidence going forward, hey, I don't give a shit, right? I mean, he's going to – I don't know if he's, you know, he's going to play, uh, get in the starting lineup because uh, that Ilanga role, that Ilanga role is – he's going he's gonna to be hard-pressed to give that, that, that position up because that kid's a little jackrabbit up and down the pitch, you know, doing what he needs to do. Granted, he, um, you know, the, you know there's some chances he you know didn't take or – he missed. Same thing as Mason. Um, There's some chances he could have laid off to Ronaldo for a score, but he ended up trying to take it himself. Um, but I don't know. It's just it, it's comforting to see uh, younger people up front with veterans like someone like a Marcus that can come in and uh, and and provide and provide service. And I mean, <clears throat> you know, Anthony Martial. And he was part of that. He was part of that. Uh, you know, Martial to Cavani to 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 Rashford uh, link up play. Um, but you just saw the rust. I'm, I, I everybody's giving Martial in that uh, in that game praise, but you just saw the rust. And I mean, he missed this. He missed him. I thought he could have been a goal, but he just basically just got spun around like a top. Um, <clears throat> but that's just me, you know. I've been very critical of Martial, so I might have some sort of bias and be more and, and, and more uh, difficult on on rating him. But um, he got in, you know, he got in. The the thing that kind of like 
The thing that I'm kind of worried about, EC, I don't know about you, is Jaden Sancho. Has he, I mean, he hasn't sniffed a game in, what, since we lost the Wolves? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's practice. I don't know if it's the injury bug. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on with him. Uh, obviously, he didn't. he's not getting off to the start that he wanted to get off to. Uh, with his kind of, I guess, England English uh, debut. Um, so y- you want to see more from him. Um, he wasn't in the lineup at all. Well, so he, he was not on the bench either. So, okay, I'm, hopefully my mistake. Hopefully not. Yeah. But I think, I think bottom line, he's looking at things on his private yacht or beach somewhere thinking this is not the, the break that I wanted. You know, this is not the way I wanted things to start. So... He's going to have to come back with a new resurgence because I think to your point, with the likes of Tony being gone, the pecking order, it, it just got a little bit easier to get into the lineup. Uh, I know we'll speak about Ahmad later, but with, you know, with, with all of these wingers being gone, now he's got to look at things and go, you know, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be the one in my prime, but yet I can't get a I can't get it in, onto the pitch ahead of Alanga and Mason Greenwood, two teenagers who are showing ton, tons of promise to yeah. two Academy kids who are, who are showing tons of promise. So, um, you know, for me, the way that I look at it, I would like for him to do better. Obviously. Um, I still think formationally, sometimes we don't put him in the right positions for him to dominate. But again, when you do get a chance, you do get the ball and you're capable of making better passes and going by players. That's just something that you're going to have to do. So, I hope he turns it around. I really do. It's going to be great for us to see him kind of kick into another gear. Mm-hmm. But, again, at 21 years old, 22, um, not giving him a pass, but I understand transitioning from the Bundesliga to the Premier League. It's probably a, a, a nice uh, a, adjustment he's going to have to make in order to kind of settle in and become the Jaden that we think he can become. Mm-hmm. What did Martial, how did you think he played? I thought Martial played good, not great. Um, I was glad he wasn't, you know, he didn't sulk. Uh, He lost the ball in the box once. And, you know, I thought, okay, well, let's see if his head goes down. Um, Like you, you probably heard the boos when he came on. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you're at home and and you hear you you get booed, that's probably not going to be the best feeling, you know, coming onto the pitch and you want to do good. So when I heard that, I thought, well, you know, that sucks. But, you know, the the club, in my opinion, is, is strongly divided. Uh, with Tony, for whatever reason, I've never understood it. But I thought, you know, to come on, he lost the ball once there in the box um, to, you know, receive the ball from Ronaldo and, and go at players. That's what that's what I've always loved about Tony. He goes at players when he's confident, uh, gives it up to Cavani, doesn't uh, take a shot. Which I was, you know, I was screaming at TV like everyone else. Mm. <laughs> Cavani, Cavani's on the wing. Cavani's on the wing. And he hits him, and then Cavani goes in. So it was great to see him go out that way. Um, I know, I know, it's a loan deal, um, you know, and you know, Sevilla is a top club right now. You know, I think they're in second place uh, in, in La Liga. So you know, you know, you hope he goes there and, and scores loads of goals, and, and and then you know we make the option from there. Personally, I thought he played well, not great, but um, you know, it was it was good to kind of see him involved and, and cheering with the boys. Uh, in his final game of the season uh, for United. Yeah, I mean, close the books on him, in my opinion. 
Uh, he did some, you know, he had potential. He needs to move on, and hopefully he has a better career with Sevilla. A lone move, obviously it is, but, you know, we don't need him back in the club. He, um... I know I've made my, I know I've made my uh, my statements about it. I think he was a cancer in the in the, in the locker room. Um, going back to the Louis Van Hall days, but um, c'est la vie, right? That is that what they say in France? That is French, isn't it? Right. C'est la vie. C'est la vie. Uh, I, 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 don't I, I don't let the door don't let the door hit you, Anthony, or the good Lord split you. And good luck wherever you go. Um, <clears throat> what are you thinking about the in the past couple of matches with the? I know Fred has been a constant, right? Yes. I mean, how do you? I mean, is he? I mean, whoa, what's the difference? What's the difference when Fred was basically the scapegoat when he was under Ole for for so long? Well, I think he's still the scapegoat. I think now it's just more. He's now become kind of a comical almost figure where I think United fans have kind of settled in to understand that Fred is going to be who Fred is going to be. You're going to get some great games. You're going to get some horrible passes. You're going to get that shot that really flutters in. So I I, I think we kind of all know, you know, this is who he is. He's going to hustle. He's going to work hard. He's going to track back. You know, he's going to get forward when he needs to. You know, and then we're going to get – he can't pass the ball five (laughs) yards – he can't shoot the ball, you know. We're we're gonna get. So I I think that's just who he is. I don't think he's changed very much, in my opinion, uh, from Ragnik. I I honestly I don't think anyone's really Evolved. transformed their game too much, uh, other than Diego. I, I and, and that's just him getting a chance. And I think that's big in sports. You know, I think again getting a chance. Anthony Alonga, you know, he was an option, but now he's getting an opportunity, right? So. I think, you know, different manager comes in and he looks at the kid in a different way, sees him, you know, impress. That's typically what happens when a new manager comes in. You're supposed to, you know, be on this bounce and want to prove to him that you're the guy. The problem is he's only going to be here for six months. And so I think that's kind of – that's a little bit where they dropped the ball for me, just a little bit. But I understood they had to do what they had to do. But, no, as far as Fred is concerned, I think Fred that's, – that's who Fred's going to be. Um, like I said, you're going to get some good games, but then you're, you're going to get some games where you just shake your head and go, you know, get get, get Matic in or, you know, get Donnie in or get somebody else in there that can do the job. But on his day when he's firing, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, he's one of our top players at times when he's just, you know, raring to go and, and, and his passes are coming off. No, I mean, it's just, I don't know what's happened but you're seeing the consistency that we saw some parts of last year, or last season, that, you know, like you always said, got us in second place. You know, McTominay's been, you know, raises levels game as well. <clears throat> but <clears throat> we've already talked about him and what he's um, and what he's achieved uh, under Ragnick. But I think Fred has kind of benefited from that as well. Um. But going forward, I mean, it's hoping it's can stay consistent, like you're always talking about with Fred. So overall, <clears throat> player performance, EC. What do you think? De Gea did him. I mean, did he have much to do? Did he have much to do? I mean, he got, he got the goose egg. So I give him a you know a solid seven. 
I mean, I I, th- I didn't think for me any there was anybody that was below a six. I, I, I it was you know even at the back, you know I I didn't see anything like I said to me, you know Delot stood out. Aaron? You know Maguire. I know he got a yellow card, but he wasn't anything spectacular. But I just felt like you know Antonio really didn't he really didn't have he couldn't do anything. He's not really a striker, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. I know he got off to a really good start, but he's not really a striker. He's more of a winger. That's what they have. That's kind of what they, they went with. But I thought their man in the match was Declan Rice, who plays CDM. And, you know, it, it was, it was for me, if your CDM is back there, I mean, he was, t- he was taking care of everything. I mean, it was like, when we get forward and I think we're in, Declan comes out of nowhere and saves the day. So I just, I just felt like, to your point, I agree with you, that was a complete domination for me. I don't, I didn't, I didn't feel threatened. And, and let's, let's be honest. They're a, this season. They've been better than us. They're kind of on a decline right now. Yeah. So they're kind of figuring some things out of what they want to do. The price tag on, on rice has gone way too far. What is it? As far as selling, it's at a hundred million. They're, they're the club's volume in at a hundred million dollars. I don't think for a CDM, anyone's going to pay that. That's just my opinion. But it he, could happen, but I, I don't mean, see it happening. He controlled the whole. I think seventy at most. I mean, you you think United have a CDM like that? They control the middle of the pitch, the middle of the park. And, and I loved it. I mean, it was that I dude. This was a boss, a boss. I loved it. He's 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 one of those kids. If he came in, I think he ups everyone's level in that center defense midfield category, and and even even some of the midfield players. He's very smart. He's very scrappy. He got a yellow card in that game as mm-hmm. well. Passes well. He can score. So I, I, you know, I would say if if United went in for him, because if they don't get top four, he's out. His contract runs. I think another couple seasons. I think. Mm-hmm. But you know, I I just looked at it and I thought you know up front for them, Antonio really didn't do anything. I thought Rand played a good game. Um, you know, Fred McTominay did what they do. They had they had decent games. Um, Greenwood, I look, I thought looked sharp. I know he was probably upset when he came off. He, he, he looked sharp, but you know, again, it's one of those situations. Didn't really see anything from them. It was more from us controlling the game. Um, I I agree with you. I thought Bruno played a decent game. Um, Ronaldo, again, not a stinker, just not the best, but again, how do you, how do you say he had a stinker if he can't get service? Mm-hmm. So that's me, that for me, Ragnick's actually speaking about a lot more mm-hmm. saying that we need to play better between the lines to get in the ball. But I've been, I've been speaking about that for years and years and years. It doesn't matter who you have up there. If you can't get the ball to them, then what the hell are they going to do? So, you know, I think for me, I agree with you 10 times over. This was a, you know, we've been clamoring for minute one to minute 90, you know, play. And you may not be able to press the whole game, but mm-hmm. control. Ragnick keeps saying control the game, control the game, control the game. You know, I felt like for me, I don't know, what was it, 58% to 70-something percent, something like that. I can't remember what the stat line was. 57 to 43. That's a pretty good number for a team who is above you in the table. Um, you're, you're, you're vying for for fourth place to get Champions League, um, and 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 they were able to do that. So, no, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Um, great finish, rookie time finish, as you said, and uh, I just I just thought the boys thought the boys played really really well. And this is the biggest thing, right? Easy, it's against somebody that's that's challenging for the top four. 
Yep. I mean, I know, I know. It seems like United always played down to talent. They give you this 40, 45 minutes of good, you know, good football, and then forty-five minutes of shit. And you always let the little ones and little kids, you know, have a chance. And that's what I, that's the way it's been. I mean, I wish or shit. It's kind of like, I mean, it'll just like last year, right? With City. Um, not this. Not I'm not saying this past season. I'm saying last season. I'm sorry, not last year because we got our ass kicked against City and Liverpool. But last season, you know, when we played Liverpool, we played City, we played Chelsea, uh, we played the top dogs. We competed, or we won. But whereas the little the minnows, what do we do? Tie, lost, puked on our leg. Yeah, puked, puked on our leg every time. Exactly. I mean, this. I mean, that's the thing. It's, I'm glad we. You know, even though it was one nil. Three points is three points, but we played a f- consistent full ninety. And you know what? Harry Maguire was part of that, DC. You know, that's... Yeah. I just... He's part of it. I, like I said, I, th- I think, and I'm a part of this. I'm not saying fans. I'm saying people are very fickle. Last year, I'm, I'm singing his praises. We get second place this year. He starts out rough, has a rough start. And I'm looking at him going, shit, I'd rather have Phil Jones, who was warming <laughs> up at one point because of Moran. I'm telling you, man... Bram might be the, the second come of Eric Bailly. I don't know, man. I'm just, this cat's like every game. I'm like, ah, don't get hurt. And he's he's come out and said that the Prem is a little faster, it's a little tougher, and it's definitely in the top league in his opinion. So this is a challenge for him. And at 28 years old, he, it should be at the prime of his life. He should be in the best physical shape, mentally, physically. And so... I, I think center back could be a problem, you know, with Eric Bailly being, I don't know if they're knocked, knocked out already. I hope they are, um, but they're one of the top teams in the African Cup of Nations, so they're probably not. I'm not paying attention to it. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, I look at that center back situation, and it's not as secure as I thought it was going to be. And I think Varane's a good player. He's had a good season, not a great one, but a good one. But he makes me a little nervous when it comes to the physical contact. Just I, don't, I don't know if you remember in, past, in the past pod when we signed him. My biggest question is, why did Real Madrid did not fight to keep him? I thought initially it was cash. However, he is a legend of the club. So to your point, it doesn't really make sense to let someone who's won champion leagues mm-hmm. and La Liga titles with you go if you don't know more than we do. Mm-hmm. So... There's there's no conspiracy. All you have to do is look at his statistics as far as injuries are concerned. He's been injured. And if you look at the two, I'm not saying La Liga is a power to puff league at no. all. I'm not saying that for two seconds. But what I am saying is he's even come out and said, this is the guy who's playing the games, has come out and said, it's more physically demanding, it's faster, it's, it's just a, it's a tougher league to play in. And that's definitely coming from a physical standpoint. So these guys, these center forwards, are coming at him. They're hitting him hard. And like I said, I'm not saying that, that La Liga doesn't have you know center forwards and strikers who are doing that. I'll say it. They don't. I think, well, I, I think they do. I think they do have strikers that are doing that. But what I'm saying is, more times than not, you might get a Chris Wood who's six foot four, knocking you down on a lower level team, whereas a, a lower level team like an Alves per se. Or uh, or Hetafe may say, per se, they don't 
they may not have a stronger, more physical striker who's going to who's going to get at you. So I think he's feeling the, the effects of that a little bit. It's a little nervy for me. Um, and I, I just for me, I hope that he, you know, starts to build up that physical stamina and get a little bit tougher because, man, when he gets hit, I'm just like, oh, this is like by I don't think he's going to make it. He toughed it out to his credit, made it through the game. Um, was happy to see that because, again, I did not want to see him walk off. But, uh, yeah, no, you know, Harry's one of those guys. I think he's going to be another one of those kids where you go, has a great game, has a stinker. Has a great game, has a stinker. And I hope I'm wrong. I I think what we have to start looking at is if you look at the past, let's just say three and a half to four years, we probably couldn't name a very consistent football player on the on the team. And so it's very difficult to 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 not lump Harry Maguire now into that with the season that he's having right now. Um, it's unfortunate, but that's I think that's kind of where we are. No, I'm just I didn't say Harry. You know, Harry's gonna change the stripes. I'm just saying he didn't he impressed me on his return. And let's hope, like you said, let's hope he um, continues that. Just gotta get a yeah, gotta get a good run. Good, get get a good run for him. Um, well, let's wrap the bow on that one, EC. You know, we won one nil. Good form. We went to that international break with a win. That's all we needed. And it seems like most of our players are getting the rest and relaxation uh, they need, and then we they can come back to uh, they can come back to Carrington uh, next week and and work on form. You know, work on what they need to work on. <clears throat> Get more more um, more training days under Ragnick. Learning what he needs to learn. I mean, you're learning the, the system a little better in practice. But, you see, there's several players that won't be returning. We have several. So let's get on to some uh, club news. We already said it. Anthony Martial to Sevilla. Um, I think it was long awaited. I think with all the... Um, the news coming out that, you know, he didn't want to sh- suit up for the, you know... The match against Bradford and, you know, came out that, you know, this kind of, oh, that was this, you know, misunderstanding or, and, you know, he said, she, he said, she said kind of thing. Um, you know, he got rid of him. And again, good luck to him and whatnot. But I'm kind of glad on this one. Ahmad Diallo, you see. Ahmad Diallo gets to today. It was actually announced, uh, I want to say around 4 o'clock here. Ahmad Diallo gets announced a lone move to Rangers. I think it's a great move because, I mean, the Scottish League, you want to talk about physical? That's a physical league. And the fucking weather's shitty, you see. So he's going to get used to the shitty-ass weather in England and come back to Manchester United and think it's, hey, this is a paradise. Because in Scotland, the weather's shitty. um, But he's playing with the Rangers. Um, I think Rangers, <clears throat> after the departure of uh, Steven Gerrard, I don't know their their sched- their record um, or, how, or what they're doing, but let's hope he gets playing time in Scotland. I I don't know if that's part of the deal, but let's just hope he he matures and he, you know the kids the kids lightning in a bottle, and I just I really want him to grow, especially for the club. Yeah, no, this is a great move. This is, he's going to the top two dogs in that league. It's it's everyone knows it's Rangers and Celtic. It's been that way for 
since I can remember watching football. Um, I'm sure there's been some teams sprinkled in there in between that. Aberdeen uh, with Sir Alex? <laughs> Sir Alex, yeah, no, no doubt. Shout out to Sir Alex Ferguson. But uh, it's a two-horse race. It's been that way for quite some time. They kind of trade off. Rangers is in lead right now, 55 points to Celtics 51. I think if you look at um, Ahmed, the way that they're probably looking at things, I'm sure what they're going to want from him is to maybe come off the bench and fight for a starting position. Um, if you can get into United starting position and score at the age of 18 in Champions League, um, you should have the confidence to go to Rangers and and go out there and shine. So I'm looking for him to to be one of those players out there. Um, they've you know they've put uh, the Scottish Premier League on paramount i believe so i'll be definitely looking for games um the derby i think was today as a matter of fact so i don't want to know the score so if anyone knows it, don't spoil it for me i'll be watching it later but um yeah it's one of those things that for me the way i look at it um i don't think ragnet thought it was he it was his his time um clearly because alanga they're about in the same age and playing the u23s together yeah. and alanga's stepped forward and is actually playing and starting as a regular and and along has been and Ahmad, excuse me, has been shipped off. So, it's a great move. He's not going to some Ukraine country or you know somewhere like that. He's going to, like you said, a very cold, a very physical, um, high demanding. I mean, if you think United fans are crazy, go to a Rangers FC uh, f- football channel. They'll, they demand wins, not just wins, but championships every season. Celtic and Rangers. That's all their fans demand. So at 55-51, I think is the race right now. Um, you know, he's coming into a pressure cooker, which is good. He needs that. Sell out crowds if they let the crowds in the stands. Um, he needs that too. And so I'm looking forward to uh, watching him in a in a blue jersey for a little bit. <laughs> what um what nationality is Ahmad EC? Can you tell me? So I thought Ahmad was Italian by way of Ivory Coast, so he's like Ivarian because he plays with the national team where he has. But I thought he, like, I don't. His parents aren't Italian, but I think they like shifting there or something. He's basically Ivarian. He's an African from from the Ivory Coast. That's the nationality he claims per football. So, like I said, I don't, I don't know if he's with them. I don't know if he's in uh, Glasgow or if he's. In, in the African Cup of Nations. I don't have any idea. Yeah. <clears throat> the reason I bring this up, you see, and I know this has been a pretty big topic, um, and this is when I first saw it, this is, came to mind. Scott, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm reading this, I've read, you know, propaganda or whatnot. Maybe I'm not reading the correct text. But I've heard... You know, I've seen, I've read articles that around the Scottish Premier League around race, around African-American players or African players and the abuse they get. And, and I know that's that's happens throughout all Europe, but I've heard, you know, I've read where, you know, there are players that go up there and, you know, are basically, you know, verbally abused. Have you ever, am I lying? Have you not written? Oh, that? no, no, it, it's bad. I mean, like yeah. you said, it's bad in England. It's, it's, he's going to get the same flack in Scotland. You know, I don't, you know, if, you, if you're looking at their squad, I, you know, I think Kamara is an African, I believe. Uh, actually, he's Finnish. Sorry. <laughs> he lo- he's, he's a black guy. Um, By way of, it, is it, right? another one. 
I'm just looking for black guys on the squad. And that's not to say that the white guys on the squad aren't going to help him. No, but no. It's, it's good to see players. I'm just talking about like the fan base, easy. That, right. That's what I'm talking about. Get there. So and, I, I think the fan base is going to be very warm and accepting. Mm-hmm. But I do think if he has a stinker, there are going to be your knuckleheads, your 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 idiots, for lack of a better word, who will racially abuse him. There, There's really no way around it, unfortunately. I mean, um, sadly say Jesse so, Lingard, no, no, I'm sorry, Marcus Rashford and Jane Sancho, you know, they have experienced that, experienced that in, in, in England. And maybe some of them might have been United players, might have been United fans, but... That's what that's the first thing when I saw when I saw the transfer news when they, they I guess they superimposed a, um, a Rangers jersey on him. I couldn't I, I didn't see him like holding up a jersey like your usual you know hey, I'm you know I'm a Ranger now, um, <clears throat> but um, that's what um, that's what I first thought of. I'm like okay, I don't want this kid's psyche to get you know messed up. You know, um, but I mean, God, where could you send him in Eng- in Europe that he might not get exposed to that, right? Um, championship, maybe. Oh, I don't know. It's just I was thinking of the kid because he's still the a kid. Pla- he's a kid. The only place, the only place to transfer him where he wouldn't get it would be the MLS, and you and I know that's never going to happen. Oh God, no! I mean, tip a step down, right? It's a ginormous <clears throat> step down, and I, and again. If, you know, if, if teams start doing that where you have, you know, teams like Manchester City, I think their pipeline is NYCFC. Yeah. Um, if, if teams started doing that in order to, you know, help out the development of their players so they can still play games and mentally they're not, um, one, messed with because, you know, nobody cares about who they are in the States. And then two, there's not going to be the same type. There will be verbal abuse, but mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be to this level. Um, that would be a game changer. Yeah, never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Never, ever, ever going to happen. But it would be cool to see an academy kid, you know, have to do his triple A, if you will, uh, in, in the America. MLS uh, to get himself ready. But uh, America, it's I mean, just the, the MLS would have to change their schedule to fit, you know, yes, the Premier League. They would the have league, to get on right? the European schedule. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Which I don't, I think it's bullshit because why are they starting the fucking season in the middle of the summer, in the middle of the winter, right? I mean, for them, I mean, to compete with Europe is, is crazy. But I mean, if you, if you look, we had a U23 kid come back uh, to the States and play with Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neville's uh, nephew uh, played with the uh, Miami USL team. So not the big boys, but he played with the Miami USL team and did pretty well. I watched a couple games that he played in. So it does happen, but I, 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 at a mods level, I don't know what he came in. Was he 30 million, 34 million, something, something in that range, 40? Around the time. That, that's the type of kid who, you know, Rangers is, I think, perfect. Um, I'm finally seeing, I was looking for what you were saying, and there's a, there's an official one out there of him holding up the, uh, the jersey. So it's good to see. He looks happy. He's got the jersey on. Um, so, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, he goes out there and smashes it. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. And I wish the best for the kid because I really enjoyed, I want to see him back in, in the United Jersey. Um, and he's, he's a world-class talent. I think he's, he, he's, a, he, he'll, he'll work out. Speaking of talent, you see talent that we don't use. 
per se, right? There are two players on our roster that we need to move. Or, I mean, one of them is going to be on our free this summer. Jesse Lingard, has, you know, he's going to move, obviously. He's not coming back. Uh, and then the other one's Donnie Van Der Beek. Both of them need a, I mean, let him go, right? We need to clear some space. to If we want to sign somebody here in in, uh, in in January, we need to clear space, obviously. Our midfield's crowded. We can't get rid of fucking, you know, Juan Mata because nobody's going to take him on his big-ass salary. Um, who else do we have in the midfield? I mean, you got Matic, Matic, Fred, McTominay, um, Pogba. Obviously, he's coming back from injury. Um, then, obviously, the attacking ones are forwards. So, these two. But they're on two different paths, you see. Jesse, they can't come to, they can't come to terms on the, the, the numbers. Newcastle wants him. And Newcastle is willing to pay the loan move. But obviously, it's a salary issue for us. So would you rather eat his whole twelve million dollars salary? I think it's twelve million salary, and not let him go on a you know, on a loan move and get and recoup something, or just blow up this whole thing and keep him on the bench and let him be basically a disgruntled worker that is is not you know not working out. The other one, Donny Van Der Beek. This is a this is a weird one. You see, Donny hasn't played under Ragnick, right? Other than that uh, cup game, he's played off the bench. He had he started one game in the throwaway game against Young Boys. Yeah, and then he he's played off the bench a couple times. <clears throat> He's not. It's kind of the same way with Ole. He's not. He, when he comes on, there's been one game that I've seen him play where I've gone, "Oh, that's yeah. IX. That's the uh, that's the IX kid I remember." Other than that, all of the cameos he's had in the 94th minute of a 95th game, a 95 minute game, I I have not seen anything. And I told you this last pod. It doesn't mean he sucks. It may mean he doesn't belong in the prem. So he's one I am extremely cross fingers that he does get a loan deal. And it would be great to be Newcastle just to see if he because he could get into that team, in my opinion. I think it's Crystal get Palace. Up, Crystal Palace. He could get into that team. Excuse me. You put you you let Vieira have him, let him play in the prim to see if he can even do it. Because Crystal Palace doesn't suck. I know they started out a little rough, but they don't suck. So if you put him in and then he just continues to throw out stinkers, well then maybe everybody was just kind of overhyping the kid. Off of the things that he did at IX, and he had, and he really hadn't done anything in the prim. I don't know how many goals he scored, but he's been here a season and a half. Clearly, Ole didn't favor him. Clearly, Ragnick doesn't favor him. There's got to be something with him as well. So, the way that I'm looking at things, I'm very hopeful. I th- I think Ragnick's looking at things, going well. I don't really like him, but if Scotty goes down, what do I do? I don't really like him, but if Fred gets hurt, what do I do? You know, I think he's going to hold out. I think he's going to be pissed off because I don't think he's going to get a move. 
But for me, the way I'm looking at Donnie, I think he's kind of caught in a kind of in a bad way. Um, you know, and I and I think it's going to be one of those situations where he's going to be looking at things going, you know, why did I come? Because, you know, for me, I'm sure his agent probably told him United and he thought, well, this is not Barcelona where Frankie's going, but, you know, at least I get a chance to play at a huge club and it's just never turned out for him. So I think with Lingard, he's in his prime and he's not going to play anymore. He showed what he could do last season when they put him on loan. I think it was nine goals, seven assists. So he can still play in the prim. But, um, you know, I think again, like you said, I think the contract situation is a little bit weird for him. But I hope for him too. I, it for me, it's different when a player, you know, you, you call them, you call them, uh, team, you know, bandits. You know, guys that just they're on the bench, they never play. They're getting, you know, hundred grand a week. They don't, they don't. They're just in practice. They're practice yeah. players or bench bandits. I don't think either one of those guys just wants to sit around. I think they want to play. They want to show they can still play. I mean, hell, I don't even know if Donnie's on the international team anymore. I think as of last year, he, he didn't make the squad. Didn't so the squad in a World Cup season for Jesse and for Donnie, these are two kids that need to show their international managers that they can go out there and perform at a high level so they get picked for their national teams, who are – they're really good teams. So, you know, I think that they're looking into that way. This is probably Lingard's last World Cup, if I'm being honest. Chance, I should say. Donnie's got a, probably two more, maybe. But, you know, Jesse's probably looking at things going – you know, I played so well at West Ham when I got an opportunity to play in the position that I favored. I got called back up. We almost won the Euros. You know, things were looking good. And now he's back with United, not playing, not getting any any games, definitely not getting any call-ups for England. Um, you know, he's probably looking at the at father time saying, shoot, it's it's about that time for me. Then why does Ragley want to keep Donnie? I think it's just the numbers game, like you said. Yes, you're loaded. But if you're a coach, you're looking at things going, if Scotty goes down and I loaned out Van de Beek, now I can't play him. If Matic does blow a will, which we all know he could, now I can't slot him in. So it's one of those things where as a manager, you kind of have to be greedy. You kind of have to be ruthless and say, yeah, you might not play for me, but if in a, if I'm in a pinch and I need you, I'll throw you in there. And I think that's kind of what all I did. You're a decent player. You play well on the ball, but I don't really need you right now. I've got players who I know have proven to me, at least, that they can get the job done. And, I mean, if you look at the proof, it's in the pudding. Second, Third place, second place, those are the same players that he's had, and Donnie's come into that. So I kind of think, for me, yes, I'd like to see him a little bit more. But when I do see him, I, I don't get out of my chair and go, he's doing the same stuff that I saw him do. Yeah. He's He, he kind of is just a player. And I'm not saying he sucks. I'm just saying maybe he's not been given the opportunities that maybe some other players have been given, or maybe he has in practice and he's just not showing it. So I'm, I'm hopeful for both, for both of them. I hope they can both get a loan move. I'm more interested in Donnie's because I really just want to see if this is a league for him. Jesse proved it. Jesse proved last year that if you <clears> give him a chance, I know West Ham's not a champions league title contending yeah. side, but when he played with those boys, he produced, and that was still in the Premier League. So for me, it shows Jesse can still play in this league. Donnie, I don't know. I think the jury's still out. So I, I would really, really like to see him get a loan move just to see if the hype, the hype is real. 
No, I saw an, I saw like an article, and it was like about Frankie De Jong in, in Barcelona, yeah. and yeah. they're like United should not go after Frankie De Jong. He said, just because look at Donny Van Der Beek. I mean, because look at it. I mean, if you think about it, I'm not again not bashing on Ajax, but Frankie De Jong is not doing what he needs to do at Barcelona, right? I just watched him play the other day. Again, good player, decent player. But if you're looking at, like we say, Man United midfielder or Barcelona midfielder, mm-hmm. they're not they're not reaching those heights, right? So they're not doing okay. things that you would go, oh, that's that's Iniesta, oh, that's Sergio Busquets, that's you know Paul Scholes, that's you know Keane. They're they're not doing those things where you go, okay, I get it. So, I I think I think for me, I have to as a mm-hmm. fan take a step back and go, all right, he, he, he got picked up for $40 million. I don't think Ole really wanted him, and the proof was in the pudding because he never played him mm-hmm. a- and on a regular basis because he did play him, but not on a regular basis. Then on the flip mm-hmm. side of that, he wasn't Superman when he did come on, and that's what you want. The fans cheer for him so loudly because we're, we feel so bad for this kid because he's young and, and he's supposed to be you know this superstar kid, but he, he hasn't really taken his chances. So you go to somebody like Crystal Palace, I think he walks into that club and he says, I'm going to fight for a position on the yeah. bench and then eventually a starting spot, and uh, I'd love to see it. Uh, I didn't finish easy, what I was trying to get at. The guy I missed on, too, the guy I wanted in United, Mateus Delit. Where is he at? Is he Juventus still or no? He's still a Juventus, but where is he at? Yeah. Is he playing for him? He is playing for him, isn't he? I thought uh, he was. I thought he was backing up for Juventus. No, I, I'm pretty sure. Well, unless he unless he hasn't been, I thought for sure he was he was playing for those boys. You know, last year he wasn't he, he was backing up, and I know he's not been on. Um, is he and basically is he lighting up the world? Well, I don't think he's lighting up the world, but I don't I don't think for me. And this is just my personal opinion. You can tell me what you think. I don't think the Italian league really gets publicized as well as, say, the Prem or even MLS for that reason. For mm-hmm. To me, I don't really know what's going on in the Italian world until I dive into it myself. It's mm-hmm. not really it's not really pumped out there. So I, I couldn't tell you really what's going on with yeah. Juve, and they're one of the biggest clubs in all of Italy. So... You know, if I'm looking at their last game that they won by quite quite a bit over uh, Sampdoria, um, he's not in the starting lineup, and he is he's not even on the bench. So I don't know if he's injured. He's injury prone. Uh, is he hurt still? I know he's injury prone. Yeah, so he's he's not he's not in okay. the starting lineup. Last one, last one, easy. Yeah, Zayt playing for Chelsea came out of. Came out of the the IX tree as well. How, how's yeah. he doing? I don't think it's going as well as everyone, including myself, thought it was going to go. I think it's going fine. I don't think it's a flop situation. And again, Zich has been given more time to go out there and do something. But if you look at numbers, goals, and assists, that t- that's why they went back and said, okay, Romelo, we need you to score because we're not getting that. We're not, we're, you know, 
they're they're trying to get it from Pulisic. They're not getting it from Pulisic. They're they're trying to get it from players, but no, they're that tree hasn't really blossomed. To your point, I agree with you. As everyone thought that it yeah. would, the players got big money. <clears throat> all of them got big money moves to Barca, to Chelsea, to United. They all did, but I think for me, there's been sparks with Ziyech. Yes, Delit started some games. I don't see a whole lot from Donny. It hasn't been this whirlwind um, where you where you go, oh yeah, that's another one of those IX boys. You know, they're out there in, in a European mm-hmm. shirt, you know, doing it big time. You haven't seen it, in my opinion, and, and unless I'm missing someone. And that that's, I guess, kind of where I'm culminating this whole thing, right? Donnie wants to go on loan, let him go. I don't, I don't think, yes, it's a numbers game. I think we can probably call up a, a U23 player and do what Donnie does. And that, that could probably produce better than him. Take my foot out of my mouth. The lit started the last game they played. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he played in a two two nothing win over Udinese, so he's there. I, listen, I, your point's valid. Yeah. Just because the lit started the last game, like I said, and he and he's a, and he is a good player. Um, I just you know for me, I, I know I had seen him play early in the season, but I didn't see him play in that this very last game. I agree with you. It's it's not the way that we thought they were going to light the world on fire. But yeah, he, yeah. he's in there. Uh, start of their last game next to uh, Cordaro, who's got to be like 38 years old. How old is Cordaro? Hey, Cordaro, the... He's only 33 years old. Good night, Vienna. I thought he was so much older than that. Yeah, Cordarian, right? No, he's a Venezuelan. Uh, Colombian. Colombian. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, well, is he, any transfer news that you're coming up? I think I, think I ran... Um, CDM News, uh, Zakaria is probably gonna. Looks like it's going. Like he's going to uh, Juventus. So I might. I might want to say we dodged a bullet there. Um, <laughs> injury bullet. An injury bullet. Um, but then they're talking about some twenty-six-year-old uh, CDM out of um, Sporting in Portugal uh, that they're looking at. That I'm, I think he's. How much did he say? Twenty-six million. 26 or 16 million. For some reason, I think that I have the number six in my in my brain. Um, I know it's not six million, but it was like 26 or six million uh, for this for this uh, CDM out of Sporting Portugal that's actually played with alongside Delot, alongside Bruno, and obviously alongside um, uh, Ronaldo. So, but other than that, it's all quiet on the Western Front. I, I mean, I'm not hearing anything. What happened, to, not, the, what happened I, to that kid, I, I, that, that Argentine kid? It's the Alves kid. The Alves kid. I haven't heard any steam on it. So, you know, his agent, I know, went to Manchester. Um, that's, to me, kind of typical for United. So they probably started talking, mm-hmm. trying to figure out numbers. I think I'd be completely shocked. <clears throat> um, you know, Mr. Here We Go, I've been looking at his Mom. timeline. I haven't seen anything from him. So I, I would be completely shocked if there was something that was that there was a move made in the next four days. Um, I think, you know, for me, it's going to be more of a summer thing. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm really focusing in on who we have and where we're at because, you know, I'm looking at some of these guys kind of leave and take off and loan deal this and he wants to move there. Um, 
you know, you know better than I do. These games are going to start coming. These Champions League games, FA Cup games, they come and, and the injuries come with it with the weather getting colder. And, you know, so I, I'm just I'm very hopeful that the players that are that are out can come back healthy. Um, I'd like to see what Pogba is going to look like under this new regime. Um, but as far as players coming in, I would be very shocked um, if anyone came in, in the next four days. It would be, a, again, it would be a surprise. But yes. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, the way, I know we have a new um, Arnold, is his name? We have a new CEO, CEO or whatnot, whatever fucking title Woodward had. Um, Woodward's still there. Till February. This is Woodward's transfer window. That's it. Um, we ain't getting. No, we're not getting anybody. We're selling, and we're keeping the books. You know the way they need to be. And speaking of the books, the way they need to be. Rumor has it, EC, and this is one that upsets me the most. <clears throat> Ragnit is the front runner to take over as permanent manager. And. They're not even looking at anybody else now. Rumor, again, rumor. Um, but I know over all the socials and all the channels, um, you know, they're talking about it. We made the same mistake with Ole. Why, why, why? Why are we doing this? I mean, I, th- I think for me, this, this guy... And like, like I said before he came, he hadn't won anything, but I think he was a little bit better coach than Ole. So I think off the start, it's a little bit different than Ole. I agree with you. Why do the interim thing first? You're basically auditioning as opposed to coming in as the new manager. So we all know he wants the job. And, and as I said on the last pod, if he does really well and wins a cup and gets top four, and, and earns the trust of, of the, the powers that be, I could totally see him being the coach. Yeah. I think the difference is what you just said before. The accountant, the banker, whatever you want to call it, the 13-year loser, <clears throat> that's what I call it, is gone. No, so, he's not. He's not gone yet. He's still there. Well, what I'm saying is for the summer, he won't be involved in the summer window. And this will be the first time in 13 seasons where he hasn't been involved in a big window where they'll spend 150 to $200 million. He won't have the say-so on the players that are coming in, the players that are leaving. This, this, is, this is the end for him as, as far as a, a, a big summer window is concerned. Again, you can make big deals in, in January. It can happen. He signed Bruno in January. Um, you know, so that's, that's something good that he's done. Um, you know, he got the big Jersey deal. So also something good that he, that he was a part of, but I think ultimately the way that I'm looking at things, um, if this is a huge deal, this is, this is a Glazer group who they trust him because, you know, they're able to get big dividends because of him solely. Um, and so this is, this is a big deal, but I think for me, I'm, I'm most excited it seems, again, I, I can't stress this enough, it seems as though there are now going to be football people making football decisions. Now, at the very tippy top, it's gonna it's the Glazers, right? You're going to have to run it by the people who are going to cut the checks. So I think the changing of the guard, 
You let you let Woodward go. Who was your money man? That's that's why he was there. You, you looked at United as a business, which is which it is, but it's more of a kind of vacation money business, right? It's it's the money that you pull for your 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 weekend getaway house, uh, your 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 new Bugatti, you know your 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 fancy toys. That's what United is for the Glazers. Now they're going to have a football person coming to them, telling them, you know. This is how you're going to win things. Because I think ultimately, if you look at billionaires, the biggest thing about most of them, not all of them, but most of them is their ego. And I'm sure it felt really good to see Tampa Bay lift that trophy last year. Well, they're out, right? So there's no trophy to be lifted as it comes to football. So now you get to real football. You know, what are we going to do next? We're obviously not going to win the league, but can we potentially win Champions League? Can we potentially win FA Cup? How do we start moving forward and, and lifting trophies out in England? So I think they I think they want to do that. Um, but again, the proof's in the pudding. And so if they don't look at other coaches, um, I'd be shocked. I think right now we're hearing those news and those rumors because he's only lost, I think, one game in six. Mm-hmm. Or is it one in seven? So you know better than I do. If we lose the next game, it's going to be Ragnick out, Pochettino in. Tag rag nag in all you know all those things will, will come back up if we lose one game. Yeah, you see, I'm just scared. I'm scared that the you know this the rumors are true. Ragnick he's even said you know that he basically wants to coach the team in long term. I just absolutely. I mean, there's no there's no there's no coach in the world that wouldn't want to coach United. United is. A dream job as is, you know, going to Barca or going to Real Madrid or, or coming to Manchester United for a player. It's the same thing for a coach. There's not very many jobs out there that would be, quote unquote, a dream job. United's a dream job. It's the greatest fans, <coughs> biggest club, best history. I mean, it, it's got all the resources as far as money is concerned, all the reach as far as the world literally is concerned. This is where this is where you want to be. So. The, the way that I look at things, yeah, Ten Hag came in and said six months. The only way I'll do it is if you let me move up top. There's no way. I'm I probably day one when they gave him his 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 kit and it had his little initials on the side. There's no way he didn't think to himself, I made it, because he did. I mean, this is a guy who took smaller clubs and built them up. That was his claim to fame. That's what he's done. He hadn't lifted anything crazy. That's what he's done. Now he's got all the resources. He probably came in and said, I'm going to take your U23 team, and I'm going to take all these kids, and instead of selling them off like I did with these other smaller German clubs, they're going to actually play for the for the senior team. And he's showing that, right? He took Alanga, he's put him in the game as a sub, and now he's starting him, and he's showing us, this is how you do it. This is how you breed these kids. This is how you get them ready. And so I think, for me, he's probably looking at things going, if I can just show these fans what it looks like to lift the trophy again. It's been since 2017. If I can show the fans and show the board what it feels like, what it looks like, they'll give me three seasons. I guarantee you he's thinking that. But you see, we're losing losing Pogba. Let's say who we're losing. Pogba, right? I mean, if he signs, if he resigns, let's just count him out. 
Jesse Lingard. Right? You're going to need to replace those two. Um, probably Donnie, if he's not playing. Yep. He's going to try to force him to move out. That's three. Yep. Midfield. Uh, Cavani, up top. Yep. Four. We need to get... We need to get rid of Jones and... I'd keep Jones. You would? Yep. All right. Bye. Good bench player. Don't don't even need to think about playing him. Practice hard. Somebody Bye. gets hurt, you go in. Bye. Eric Bye stays. They're not. they those two guys you just named are not kids who I would look look at and go. I need you to start. They they are more. I need you if someone gets hurt. But someone's sick. That's, that's, Those are the type of kids. You got to have backups. I understand, but are they going to want to be backups? They have Jill, Jones and, probably and, would. Baye's not. I, I think the reason why I think Baye would is solely salary and the fact that it's United and, he, and occasionally he gets to play. I think he knows who he is. They all think they want to be starters and mm-hmm. start for City and you're not there. And he probably doesn't think that, but that's the reality of the situation. So, so since he's just signed a new contract, I don't think he's going anywhere. And I think you have to have Lindelof. those backups who are going to come in. And, and he does a good – when he comes in and he's healthy and he's there, he does a good job. Lindelof. So I'd hold on to those two kids just for backup uh, purposes. Lindelof. I would definitely, I would definitely, definitely keep on – hold on to him. So you have three center backs, two center backs. Obviously, you're keeping Varane and Harry or – Those are my those are my starters. Okay. Because with for eighty and whatever Varane was for, yes, those are the two kids who I say you're the stalwarts. One of you guys is the uh, the captain, guaranteed to start every game unless it's a FA Cup against some fourth fourth division team. Yes, Shaw De, uh, and Tez. I'm keeping both of those kids. Uh, Aaron Basaka and Delot. Basaka's out. Delot is the starter with someone coming in. So we got already Basaka, Pogba, Lingard, Mata. Yep. Well, I kept Lingard. I'm at I'm at six. You're Sorry, five. You uh, kept five. Lingard. He's out of contract. We I said would, Lingard's gone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Lingard. Oh, I thought you meant uh, uh, <coughs> Lindelof. Not, not Lindelof. No, no, no. Lingard. So you're at six. Yep. At yes. six. All right. Henderson. I'm keeping him if he wants to stay. If he doesn't want to stay, he get out. He doesn't want to stay. I'm getting I'm, He's out. Seven. Okay. The only reason why I'm being selfish and greedy is because, again, if De Gea goes off the burner, there's a great backup sitting there right there for me. Again. If, if he comes out publicly and says, hey, I would like to leave, yeah, the bug out. Seven. He's out. He don't, I mean, he's already, he wants to leave. He's not getting playing time. Matic. I'd, I'd get rid of him. Eight. Fred McTominay staying, right? They're there. They stay. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Okay. Martial. We could assume he's alone right now. He's going to leave. It depends on how it goes. If it goes well in Sevilla, I think he stays in Sevilla. I don't. I don't think this is the audition. I think he knows he's not favored by Ragnick. He's not favored by. So nice. It wasn't favored by Ole. If you look at if you look at our 
desires and dreams was coming to fruition and a new manager comes in, uh-huh. then you then you start to go, okay, Tony might come back because the system, because of the philosophy, because the coach might know and like the way he plays, those all come into factor. If Ragnick stays, I do not see Tony coming back. To say what he said out loud and have Tony come back and say what he said, they don't like each other. It's clear. They don't like each other. It's very, very clear. Bruno stays. Yep. Ronaldo? He's there. If we make Champions League. He's there regardless. Do you think? Yep. So nine. Nine total players. Obviously, I'm sorry. Rashford's going to stay. Sancho's going to stay. Ilanga stays. Yep. Um... So replacing nine players in charge, and you're gonna let, you're gonna let Ragnick choose those nine players. I have all the faith in the world that of the nine, probably three of them will leave. Dang. I hope we're right. I hope we I hope we're hitting it on the head. Well, we know Cavani's gonna leave. But I I think I think what the the problem that we that we keep running into is. Players that should leave like Matthew, they won't. Why? Because they sign huge contracts. Money. They'll keep that same cash. They'll play a little bit. They'll practice every day. Great facilities, great contract, good money. Love the, love the town of Manchester. They're not going anywhere. So realistically, to your point, the only realistics are the freeze. Pogba, for sure. Jesse, for sure. Cavani. Anyone who doesn't have a Cavani, for sure. Anyone who doesn't have a contract, those those kids are gone. That's the, so that's what I'm saying. You can count on and, and bet your bottom dollar that they're gone. Any agent who looks at their it looks at their player and goes, "You're at Manchester United, making great money, great exposure, ch- chance to play for your international team. You're not going anywhere." Now, if you're out of contract, that's a choice you and your agent and your family have made because, you know, you can go on a free, you can shop yourself around, you can figure out where you're going to play, what country, all that, all that, da, 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 da. those things will happen. So he's not going to have to rebuild the squad per se, but he is going to have to find out, fi- figure out a CDM. He is going to have to figure out a midfield player who's attacking, who can get forward j- besides just being Bruno Fernandes. He's going to have to find a striker, in my opinion, because he's going to have Ronaldo and Greenwood fighting for that position. And I would I would like to think that he put one more in the mix to have those guys fight it out because I think Ronaldo's going to win that fight. And I think you move Greenwood to the side, so you need a backup. And he's going to have to figure out what he's going to do at right back because I think is a good player. But I think if Aaron does leave, and he probably won't, I would still have someone challenge lot to show that there's another level that we can get to playing at Manchester United. I think there are going to be more. But I hope you're right. No, yeah. And, and it's just... Um, and we need... I don't know. Greenwood up we top. We tear it down. You, you, you're saying it, but you're not saying it. We got to tear it down. Yes, we yes. We have to start from yes. scratch. And it's as yes. painful as it is as a fan to start all the way over again. That's what we have to do. 
And it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked since 2013. It's 2020. You've had five coaches. You've had, I don't know how many assistant coaches. I don't know how many different, you know, uh, 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 coaches that, that, that coach crosses. And, you know, I, I, we've, we've gone through a million. It's, getting back it's, to your time to, it's time to take the core. So you you probably you just named off probably about nine or ten who we know are gonna stay. That's not enough to run a team. We both know that. So now you have to look at yourselves and say, who should we model? I personally think we should model City, who has starters and has starters on the bench, and then they have players on the bench that are decent. Mm-hmm. That's the model. That's yeah. what's winning championships. And we so, don't. We don't. That's what I'm saying. You saying you. you keep again. Phil Jones, he was there since uh, he's he's been there since Alex. He's out. He's been on the if if Ragnit's out, Sir Alex Van Hall, no, Sir Alex David Moyes Van Hall, uh, Jose, no Ole Ragnit. He'll be on his seventh coach since he he came to United. Out. The guy needs to get out. <clears throat> Mata would be on his sixth coach because he came in David Moyes. Out. That's the thing. That's when I mean, just because they're utility players, or you think they are, no, we need. I mean, we need new blood. But obviously, we know that the board, the owners, this new guy Arnold, uh, and who knows, maybe Ragnar as a consultant won't agree to it because the board's not going to want to lose that much money. We can't recoup money, and that's the thing about this. They're they're money driven but you need to get rid of those players period martial van hall out period i mean it's just it's i don't know man it's very it's very difficult to and i know i know you know this we talk about business on here quite a bit it's difficult to look at a player who's going to go back to his agent and go they want to move you on and the player's going, well, how long's my contract? And he's going, well, look, do you want to play or do you want to make money? But the player's going to want to do both because there's only a certain amount of time that Father Time comes in and goes, I, you're not playing anymore. I don't care what you want to do. So they want to want both, and they're going to want to do it at the biggest club in the world. So I would love for us to be ruthless and, and, and terminate contracts. But you, at that point, you're just hemorrhaging cash that you don't you don't really need to be doing that because this, again, if we don't if we don't get Champions League, we're going to lose a huge sponsor. That's the first domino. So top four is paramount, and I think everyone at the club understands that we no, we're talking got about to the summer. Top four because yeah. not only are we going to keep that contract, but to your point earlier, that then attracts those star players to our club who want to play Champions League football. You know, you make a good point in saying Ronaldo. I think he's going to stay because he loves the club, but he wants to win more than anything else. You know, so I think it's huge for us to get top four, get some players in who are, again, top to elite level. A manager who has great tactics is a, is a play, not a player's coach, but at least understands the players. They respect him, healthy respect uh, for him. Uh, that can come in and make a difference, not just starting, but off the bench as well. Because I, you know, look look at what came off the bench in, in the last game that we played. 
it's not a bad not a bad roster of kids who came off the bench in Cavani mm-hmm. and Rashford, who came Martial, who came in and helped win the game. So we have those options. We have those players. It's just about continuing to do it, looking at the younger talent that's out there, buying cheap and then selling for a bunch. That's what Ragnick's known for. So <clears throat> I understand where you're coming from because it, it feels like Ole 2.0, but I think the only difference is his CV's a little bit better as far as building building things up and making them great. And I, I don't I don't think we're at the top right now. I think we're chasing Liverpool again. We're chasing City again. And that's kind of how you know history's been, right? We were we were they were the dogs, then we were the dogs, now they're kind of the dogs. And it took it took 30 years, right, right, for Liverpool to to figure it out. Now they figured it out. And you know. The, the thing for them is, you know, what are they going to do with Mo Salah? I don't think City's going to have an issue for several years, especially if they land Holland. But um, Liverpool, I think, can get caught. I really do. I, re- I really think that Salah, Sadio Mane and, and, and Salah, I think that pairing is going to run out eventually. No, it will. But getting back to United and these players that want to play because – um, they want to stay because they want to play, but they want to stay because they're making money. I think that ruins your clubhouse, and we're seeing it. Right? They're like, oh, man, I should be playing. I mean, you probably... They, and they're not getting on the pitch. They're not even well, sniffing think, the pitch. I think that's every... Any professional business, though. I, I would never venture to is say... It happen, is it happening at City? Absolutely, it's got to be happening at City. I, I think Jack Grealish is probably looking at himself going, I'm supposed to be... And what do the you think they're going to do with Jack Grealish? They're going to probably sell his ass next year. And, and that's that's my that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I think Jack Grealish looks at things, and you just hit it on the head. Where's the difference? He wants to be this. They don't care. Like, Pep, Pep doesn't... Pep's coached the best team. That Barcelona team was ridiculous. It made no sense. On paper, on Earth, on Pluto, I don't care where you put it, it made no sense. So he doesn't care about what you've done. He cares about what you do on a consistent basis, and 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 he will right the ship. And I think that's what's, to me, when you talk about Ole or you talk about Van Hall or Jose, you got to have both, right? you got to be a good tactician, and you got to be able to control your locker room. Not from a fear standpoint, but a, but of a football standpoint of, I'm holding you to these standards, and if you can't make them, here's the bench. I'm not going to rat you out in the public. I'm not going to smear your name on a campaign to make myself look good. You play to a 7 to 10 level, or you don't play. Because I got 10 other kids over there who are itching to show me that they can do the same exact thing you can do because my system works. So I think that, that those two things have to come in come into play. It's it, it's like you say all the time, you know. It's the players, it's the players, the players. I think it's the combination of the both, and I think that the biggest thing is, is the board going to allow us to 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 move forward to try to catch Liverpool, or are they just extremely happy with top four? Probably yeah. because they know they're going to get a hundred and whatever. I think it's eighty million for Champions League, a hundred million euros to to stay up. So those to me are, are going to be the bigger challenges doesn't matter who really comes in to an extent. Because I'd, I'd like a tactician. Yeah, we'll see, Easy. We'll see. Hopefully they don't do anything rash. And, you know, before we go back to some games and 
let's get to the end of the year. But let's uh, reevaluate. Let's huddle up. Um, but we have it's a long way to go. We have a little break. I know there's not much going on. So let's see. Um, next week we'll, we'll reconvene. And hopefully we have some good news to talk about. We have uh, players out maybe or players in or player in. Who knows? Um, but I don't know. Well, let's wrap a bow on this on this potty. See, thank you very much. Uh, but we'll talk next week. Yep. No, we'll talk next week. It's good. Uh, hopefully, we can get back to some games. Like you said, I'm excited to see it. I love <clears throat> international ball, but I'm excited to see us play as always. So, always good. Always good having a chat with you, man. All right, y'all take care. We'll see you next week. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Girl sent you hallelujah. Girl sent you hallelujah. Girl sent you hallelujah. Cause Uptown Funk don't give it to you.